Welcome to episode number 273, Content is King. This is the Rotated Views Podcast with Jimmy Lee and the crew, giving you life from various perspectives. Welcome to our level. We hope you enjoy the views. Brought to you by the Blessed Lifestyle brand. Visit bl3ssed.com to get blessed. Also sponsored by The Motivation Files Unleashed. This motivational mixtape will be your fuel for success. Available on all platforms. All right, you are now tuned in to the Rotated Views Podcast. I am your host, Jimmy Lee Velez. I'm here with Goose, Heck, Gabe, and JD. Content is king. In this episode, we have special guest, Jamar JD Dean. We cover topics that range from getting a podcast, content creation, collaboration, crab mentality, and much more. We wrap the episode up with quotes from Charles Swindle and Les Brown. Guys, if you're new, thank you for joining us. Don't forget to download and subscribe. We drop a new episode every Tuesday morning for your listening pleasure. Kicking things off. JD, thank you for joining us, man. We appreciate it. Hey, what's going on, y'all? Absolutely. All right. So we we are just we've already been talking for like a half hour, getting to know each other. <laughs> yeah. uh, we're already kind of warmed up. So I'm ready. I'm like on fire already. We're ready to rock and roll. So for those of us who do not know who you are and what you do, let us know. So I, I guess what you could say is I'm producer, uh, host, all that. I'm a content creation guy. We do Vine, TikToks, all that stuff. Um, I own a company called Distinctive Drip. I used to be a part of 97.1, 97.5, one. Like, I've done a lot of sports stuff. Nice. Decided I was going to do a sports podcast. Um, generally, that's how it started. Um, and then I, like, dabbled and dabbled in different sports networks that deal with podcasts. And I said, you know what? Well, I've done it a couple times. I had a couple really bad experiences, mm-hmm. like, yeah. dealing with other companies and actual networks. And I said, well, I've already been in these places and learned how to do it. I know how I want to treat people. So why don't I just do it myself? Like, yeah. So after about one or two months, I have kept talking to my wife. I took about a month off of podcasting. My wife got sick of seeing me every day. <laughs> yeah. So, so she sent me back out in the world. Yeah. And uh, once she did that, it was kind of like a wrap. I just kind of got hooked up with people that I already knew. I started a kind of a similar situation that you guys have where I have a podcast with my bro- my little brother. Nice. And our one of our friends, CJ, who's a um, fantasy, like a fantasy savant. Okay. So he does all DFS, all fantasy stuff, and we just talk. That's how it started. Yeah. Then I started getting like people commenting, you know, saying, "Hey, like, I want to do this. How do I start? Yeah. Um, I want to talk sports. Yeah. How do I start? And uh, I was taken back by it. And then I was like, you know what? Well, I got twenty, thirty minutes. I can make some videos to teach people how to podcast. Like, why mm-hmm. don't I teach them? Yeah. Started teaching them. Then people started reaching out, saying, "Hey, I want to do my own podcast, sports podcast. Can I come on your network?" And at the time, I didn't have a network. It was just me and my friends, like, yeah. we were just doing it, like, to kick it. Because I, I couldn't see my brother. Um, I was having a hard time seeing him because yeah. he lives in South Carolina. He's a teacher. I'm an operations manager. I don't. I have three kids. Like, it was just craziness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I figured that I had a conversation with my father, and I said, listen, I want to start hanging out with my brother more. How can I do it? He's like, you podcast. He's like, ask him to be on a podcast. Got him on a podcast now, y'all. He was so afraid the first episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> in the video, he was shaking. Oh, wow. So wow. his 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 so his screen was just shaking around. <laughs> he couldn't get himself together. But by the end of it, I was like, dude, just I, I put a pause on it. I said, listen, dude, we're brothers. Yeah. We talk all the time. 
Yeah. Like it's no different from us busting each other's chops. Yeah. Let's just have a conversation, dude. Let's Absolutely. let's try it. So yeah. we started talking. By the end of it, he was laughing and like all that. He he laughed so hard he took a sip of his water and the water came out of his nose. <laughs> <laughs> so we we've been having a fun time with it, man. I get to see my brother at least once a week. Regardless if it's like, you know, I can't touch him and I can't give him a five, but I can physically generally see him because he's in Carolina. Yeah. That's awesome. How long you guys been running it? So we're I think we're on episode thirty. Wow, nice. But you know, like it's just like it's it's kind of like therapy for us, I guess. Yeah, so yeah. We just get and talk like, and me and my brother are, we look alike, but we have very different personalities. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm more like outspoken. My brother is like so quiet. Like <laughs> you could bear if he was in the room, you probably wouldn't even notice. He's except for he's six five. Like you wouldn't. Yeah, yeah. His brother's actually here. Everyone knows. Yeah. <laughs> he's behind one of the columns. He's been here the whole time. But that how that's how everything started, and then um, a couple more people signed on, and then I was kind of the misfit in like one of my previous situations where I just kind of like I didn't want to. I've always like been a big person for authenticity. Yeah, like I've always wanted to be like I don't I don't care if you talk about your faith. I want you to talk about your faith. If you have faith in God, like talk about it. If you mm-hmm. don't like something, talk about it. Like. I'm not going to change who I am to fit into a box that may be mainstream media or content creation. Like, yeah. I am who I am. I'm multifaceted. I have multi ideas, and I have. And but my thing is, I lead with my love. Like, mm-hmm. I everybody that's on our on our roster, I know have a personal relationship with them. And yeah, it starts from day one when I first meet them. It's like, hey, like, who are you? What's your name? Like, what are your what are your core values? Because my thing is. We don't. Ha- we have to kind of be equally yoked, and so to speak. If you guys know what I mean, like, mm-hmm. yeah. like when you go into marriage, you have to be equally yoked with your wife. Like, I feel like business and podcasting and all this stuff, conjugation, it's a business and a partnership. You need to be equally yoked. I can't have you out here stripping on a podcast, yeah. <laughs> and you know, I'm out here praying on before my podcast starts. Right, like, right. Yeah. So I just kind of need us to be equally yoked, and then you can talk about things that you want to talk about. We just need to be kind of on the same page, and from that point, because we are treated like a family. We've done nothing but grown. Like, we started with maybe two subscribers. We first started. We had two subscribers for two months, and yeah. I was like, and I looked at the numbers really early. Yeah. And I should have never did that. Right. Yeah. I was like, they hate us. I was like, yeah. they hate us. <laughs> they don't want us to have success. And I remember having a conversation with my wife. I said, "What do we do now?" And she's like, "You have two subscribers, so you find out who those subscribers are. You write them a thank you letter." And it's just like being in customer service. You talk up your customer service. And we did that. We found out what they wanted. And yep. then from that point on, I, I think month two, I think we had 10. Yeah. And then we did a huge event. And I started talking to people that kind of people want to talk to. And next thing you know, I had 200. And then one day in particular, I had a conversation with a guy that played at Clemson, played football for Clemson. I went from having maybe... 100 maybe subscribers to having like 750 subscribers wow. in a matter of a night and i was like what is happening and i asked my wife she's like well the conversation was really good yeah it was authentic you asked them things that people wanted to know and they started sharing it mm-hmm. and i never been one for twitter yeah i don't like twitter twitter's not a real place but people treat it like it is yeah <laughs> um and twitter is a place where like I feel like a lot of people who really haven't done much in their life, it's their place to come to be kind of bullies. Mm. And when you're a bully, 
you just can't seem to like grasp the concept that like other people like don't like to be bullied and they don't like to see others bullied like we're here to give put our thoughts out there but if i don't think the same way as you we can still coexist in this world that's how like the world works right and for twitter for whatever reason it's just like a bunch of bullies got together and said hey this is our place we run this place it's not a real place but then when you see people in real life because in our community for sports podcasting the community is very small especially in philly yeah and there's these there's these uh tailgates for the eagles so i go to one one day step foot in there and a guy that did not like me from a previous network that I was on was there. Now, when I'm sitting down, I'm a, slay, I'm a slouch. I look very small. I, I mean, I'm pretty nice. But, like, I don't really do anything to anybody. But I get to this podcast, I mean, to this podcast, uh, pregame podcast for, like, a, like a tailgate. Mm. I walk up, and he said, hey, man, I got this guy I want you to meet. His name's JD. I was eating a sandwich. And this thing, like, stuffing my face full of food. <laughs> like, hey, what's going on, man? And I realized who it was. Yeah. And the guy, well, he might have been the size of my four-year-old. <laughs> like, and I was like, man, like, you talked all that trash about me. Never saw me in real life. I was like, man, hey, how are you doing, man? I hope you're blessed. Hey, come get some food with us. Come mm-hmm. eat with us. Yeah. And the look on his face was like, is he going to poison me? <laughs> and I was like, no, man. Like, listen, like, Twitter's not a real place. Yeah. Whatever words you said to me on Twitter, whatever you thought about me on Twitter, this is us having a real-life conversation. Dude, let's break bread. Let's eat. He sits down with me. We eat. We talk. I'm walking away to go into the game now. San Francisco, the planet 49ers, we go in. He's like, hey, man, can I, can I pull you aside for a minute? And I was like, yeah. He said, hey, man, like, I never understood what you meant by lead with love, but now I see what it is. Like, you, I was a person who said very mean things about you. Didn't never met, never met you, never had a conversation with you, and you just gave me food to eat. I was like, dude, like people nailed Jesus to a cross and threw stones at him. People spit on them. They nailed them up and they left them for days. Like he still died to save those people. Like I don't have a heaven or hell to put you in. Yeah, I don't know what you're going through, but clearly it was bad enough, and you needed somebody to take it out on. So I'm glad I was that person, and it was nobody that was gonna hold it against you later on. Yeah. So that's awesome. That was my thought. That's always been my thought process about content creation and having a family with distinctive drip. It's it's a family. Mm. That's how we do it. So all right. So so let's let's rewind back a little bit. What where did the name come from? What do you want people to think of when it's said that type of things? I know um, that was something huge for us coming up mm. with the name for the podcast. Yeah. And man, we had a million different names, and we just. <laughs> We stuck with something very simple, and it stuck. Thank goodness. Um, but anyway, let us know. So, distinctive drip was is was a kind of like a it was a joint effort. Yeah, it was. I've always wanted to to be known, be distinctive by something. I wanted yeah. something to this to define me. Yeah. Um, and I also like the drip. I love swag. I, I mean, yeah. I'm not wearing them today, but I love Jordans and yeah. swagger and all that. I yeah. love that. So, yeah. I've, my nephew, who's a teenager, tell me he's like, he's like, Unc, bro, you, Unc, you drip. Yeah. You got the drip. And I was yeah. like, what? Like, when I was growing up, drip meant something completely different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I was like, I don't know if I want to use that. He's like, Unk, I'm telling you, the young kid's going to rock with you. Do the drip. So I was like, all right. So I do the drip. <laughs> and I said, my wife says distinctive drip. And I said, I, she kind of runs my life, so I kind of got to listen to her. <laughs> so she picked the name technically. And so, like, after that, I, I pitched it to everybody. And they were like, yo, like, I like it. And I was like, so we just going with Distinctive Drip? And then she's like, yes. Yeah. Everybody, it stuck. Yeah. Everybody started saying it. 
people wanted merch with it on it. Well, okay. I couldn't. I, I felt like I. By the time I told everybody, I wasn't even sure if I even liked the name or not. People were telling me <laughs> it was yours. Like I was yeah, like, yeah, all right, yeah. well, that's how I came up. Nothing, nothing more than my wife came up with the name. My nephew gave it, made it cool, and that's how I came up. So, so when someone's listening to uh, your show, what what can they expect? Or if they tune into the network and kind of. Uh, once you explain that, explain what the network means. Is there a show every day? Is there a show every week? Is there a show every month? And if people are tuning in, what what, what are they going to find? So I used to, the, the thought behind the network was to actually just have programming five days a week. Yeah. Hmm. Like if like maybe you don't like me. Which is, yeah, that I mean, that's the, the general reason why people do it so that, yeah. ma- that made sense why you're thinking that yeah. yeah maybe you don't like me maybe i'm i don't do it for you mm-hmm. and that's absolutely fine like i only do it for like one person and i'm married to her yeah so you know i don't mean i do it for everybody but then that way to have a network you don't have to listen to me to listen to the network you might love you might love cj mm. cj's on two days a week you may love mike who's jamunji best you might love him you might yeah. love his his and the thought process was behind it like we have a different diet for everybody if mm. you want somebody to talk about faith me and my brother are gonna talk about faith all the time yeah if you want somebody that's gonna talk to you mostly about fantasy sports that's what cj's for if you want to listen to a female voice who's going to talk to you about sports and not only make it sound attractive but she's going to also know her stuff you listen to Carm. Mm. and then now recently we just added uh two girls brit and jess and they are um they're competitive bodybuilders Oh wow. oh wow! And they do their own thing, but this here's the kicker: they're huge Eagles fans. Wow, that's cool. So they talk about health and nutrition, Philly sports, and then they also talk about because they're females. They just they love to talk about Twitter and like all yeah. the social media because everybody uses it. So that's their thing. And if you don't want to listen to all three of them, I got a guy named Prince Blue on my on our roster. The guy is a retired African American police, and he was in the army. Like, you don't get, you don't hit too many more wickets than that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's super controversial. Like, as far as, like, he'll say things that people don't normally say. Like, it's just, he, he's like the Rush Limbaugh yeah. of black people, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, he just says things and people, like, he goes at people on Twitter or people go at him on Twitter. And, like, he just, like, he'll invite him on the show. I'm like, who is this person that you invited on the show? Oh, I got, to, got into it with him on Twitter. I invited him to a show. He's probably going to chicken out. But if he comes, then we're going to have a great conversation. And yeah. Normally they don't chicken out. They normally come on and have a conversation about whatever it is, and they by the time they leave that podcast, they're either friends and it's weird, <laughs> damn it, but it always works. <laughs> so the podcast network is just if you don't like me, you don't like what I'm doing, you don't have to say no to the, the network. You can mm. still listen. So is it sports though? We got everything. We got sports. No, we got, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. So my podcast, I have two podcasts that are sports. Yeah. So I have a podcast for me. My podcast is called uh, Don't Bet On It. That's the one that we do DFS betting. So they do all this, like if you do fantasy betting or daily fantasy. And then if you do like actual sports betting, Mike is the our, our regent. Um, he's like our pro. Like he's actually yeah. a pro. So he does all sports betting. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Then we have a show called Frankly Philadelphia. And Frankly Philadelphia is a show that is supposed to be culture and sports. But what's crazy about that show is... 90% of the time, we don't even talk about sports. Yeah. We just don't. Like, if it, if it parallels each other, we do. But I'm not sitting here reading off these stats. Yeah. <laughs> just, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's just. It's so, just are you guys focusing on specific sports or are you talking all sports? 
depends on the day, man. It depends. Yeah. It really goes for the most part because we studied the algorithm. Yeah. And it's really cool to be like a Philly, a Philly centric network. Yeah. It works because yeah. Philly has huge fan base for yeah. all their sports. Absolutely. So it works. So Carm, me and Carm have a show that's Philly based. Me and Prince, because he's from Philly, have a Philly based show. But my show, U3 Sports, we cover everything. Tomorrow we're doing a we're doing a five box or seven box where we debate who's better, LeBron or Jordan. Okay. Hmm. It's gonna probably be four hours. I'm not even gonna lie to you. <laughs> it's gonna be mayhem. Yeah. I'm I'm excited for it. I know it's gonna probably happen. We're probably we're probably no one's gonna leave thinking the other one's the goat. Right. But it's just like it's a conversation that we've all had, like with yeah. our friends, like hey, who you like? Yeah. Who you like? Yeah. Oh, you like Jordan? Oh, okay. I I bet you like Jordan. Yeah. And then having that conversation, but I gotta I'm gonna throw a wrench in there. So I have a, my sister. She's gonna come on. Huge LeBron fan. Yeah. I mean, like she would probably she probably die for that guy. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm gonna throw her in there at the last minute and, and mess the whole thing. Up. <laughs> so all right, so so. For uh, for logistics, when do you guys record? Is there a specific day? Is there a specific time that works for everybody? Does it change every week? Now we we do we do these weekly. Um, <laughs> they used to be we used to call them staff beans. We used to like yeah. figure out who's available this week mm-hmm. or whatever. But like it started that way, and then now it's kind of like we get on there and then we just kind of check in. Like it's more like a like what's your mental right now? Like, yeah. Can you can you go this week? Like what's going on in your week? Like it's close to Christmas. Does everybody want to take a break? We just have production meetings on Sunday. So we always kind of plan out the week. Yeah. Well, come Sunday, I can, like this Sunday, everybody's going to chill. They're going to have Christmas. They're going to do their thing. Yeah. yeah. What's going to end up happening on Sunday is everybody's going to be super excited and chomping at the bit. They get back on the mic. So what happens is we'll just do these. We'll have like a family meeting. So we'll end up recording the production meeting. Oh, gotcha. And it is like we just have like family. It's like family dinner. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. like we just have a talk like, hey, what's going on in your life? And we've started because we had people that were interested. We started recording them and throwing them on YouTube. And like it's crazy. Like those get more views than our actual shows. It's <laughs> <That's> awesome. <laughs> and we do pretty good on our mm-hmm. viewership. But it's real. It's like actual conversations. It's like me saying, hey, bro, like I'm going to my brother, like Chris. How you feeling today? He's like, he'd be like, all right, these kids got on my nerves at school because he's a teacher. And I'm like, man, that sucks. You want to come trade jobs? And then, like, it's just weird because, like, then the girls are always telling us that we're, like, punks and we don't, like, yeah. <laughs> like, we can't take anything in. Like, we're just babies. <laughs> but it's our thing. And yeah. Like, normally we have Monday through Friday. We know who's going to be on. We just, the times kind of fluctuate doing to work or whatever. Yeah. It's just like, you just can't help life. Life is happening all around. Us. Absolutely. Now, now, do you guys have a location you go to? Like, most of it's virtual because, like, okay. so we have, so just to break it down, so Mike is in Chicago. Oh, wow. So he, Jumanji's in Chicago. CJ and my brother are in South Carolina. They're in the same town, but they, like, he's, they're just never in the same place. So we're always remote. Carm comes to my house to do my podcast with me, with me, and then uh, Prince is actually from Philly, but he lives in Carolina now. Wow! So it's like a whole flip flop thing there. Yeah. And then the girls, um, uh, Britt and Jess, are both in I think Jersey somewhere. Okay. So it works out. That's awesome. That's awesome. All right. So in your opinion, who should have a podcast? Is a podcast for everyone to record anything? Uh, or is it specific people? Should you have something in mind? Should you be a business? 
just your your perspective. There's my no right pers- or wrong answer here. In in my honest opinion, I don't think everybody should have a podcast. Yeah, I think it's out there for everyone. I think if you're, and it's not so much to be like if no one no one has anything interesting to say. Yeah, but I just think that you can. Everybody can have a gun too. Yeah, should everybody sure. have one? No, <laughs> they probably shouldn't. I yeah. mean. Could you go and get a license and get a gun? Yes. As long as you don't have like felonies and stuff, you probably can. Yeah. Should everybody have one? No. Same thing with podcasts. No one should have a loaded podcast either. (laughs) (laughs) Too many mics in one room. Things can get very weird. Like, I think that, I think that podcast and your voice should be used not as a weapon, but as a place to get your thoughts off. If, if your podcast is for therapy of your own self, just to get your thoughts out, then do it. Like, as long as you got something good to put in the world, sure. mm-hmm. by all means, dude, grab you a microphone, get you a guy to do your sound, or you do it with yourself, or, yeah. like, whatever. But just, I always call it in, uh, journalistic integrity, because I was a journalist to start out with. Okay. Um, it's just, like, anybody can report on anything, but if you put this out there, is it correct? Mm. Is it the right information? Is it just put out there to be shock value? Right. Everybody doesn't need this microphone and say, hey, you know what? I think so-and-so shouldn't be here. Like, why are you saying that? Like, yeah. <laughs> is it based on something that you know, or are you just trying to create shock value? You'll see these guys all over YouTube, and they're all just saying very controversial things. Yeah. And then you go back and you watch some of their older stuff, and it's a completely different thing because they realize the only way I can get people to listen to me is if I say something with very, very broad shock value. Right, know? right. And it's weird. Yeah. It's very awkward. Yeah. So, no, everybody should not have a podcast. <laughs> so, what about niche? So, uh, is, th- is that important? Uh, so, basically having some, the subject matter being relatively around the same thing. Obviously, you can go as loose as what, you know, as, as you want. But what, what is your thoughts around the, having a niche? So, the niche for me is... Niches are good. If you have a niche, then cool. Then, yeah. like, let's say your niche is Philly sports. Yeah. Like, say you're a four for four guy. Yeah. If you're a four for four guy, you got a pretty big, you're going to have a pretty big audience. Yeah. You say anything about the Eagles or the Sixers, you can either be stoned to death <laughs> or you can be paraded around the streets. Like, you right. go either way. Yeah. But if you can find a way to kind of be somewhere in the middle, mm. you'll always have good content. Yeah. Don't be too much of a, of, of a homer, but yeah. just be enough where you can look at something objectively and give an honest uh, analysis. But then you got these whole other set of people who just get on a podcast and they just talk about whatever. Yeah. And I feel like those are called lifestyle podcasts. Like, yeah. I feel like you guys are like a really good lifestyle podcast. Like, yeah, absolutely. You guys get people from all walks of life. Mm. You talk about whatever. You're not just in a box. Yeah. And those are the best podcasts. Like, some days I don't feel like talking about sports. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some days, like, when everything was going on with Black Lives Matter, I just didn't want to talk about sports. I just, yeah. I, I didn't have it in me. Yeah. Like, I was watching my city, my state. I was watching my friends. Like, I was watching my relationships be almost burnt to the ground. Yeah. Or you have to be forced to be one side or the other. Yeah. And I was just kind of like, hold on, wait, I need a minute. Like, I just yeah. need a, mm-hmm. a minute. Yeah. And I think in those moments when all that stuff was going on, I realized the the need for a lifestyle podcast. Mm. Yeah. It's okay to take a break from whatever because something else bigger is happening. Yes. And then those, com- those when you take that break, other conversations can happen from there. Well, and we're humans too, right? So it's funny because it's like um, you have so many, so much 
meaningful things happening around you and you almost feel silly talking about sports you're like am i really talking about sports with all this like heavy stuff happening around me um so and even we you know we've gone through different whatever uh you know uh highs and lows and with various things that are happening around this where it's personal stuff you know someone's getting married and you know literally we've had a couple of marriages while doing this and it's like what we're talking about, we kind of try to cater it towards that. Yeah. So that's what's dope about having the lifestyle thing. So we literally had a podcast talking about, let's talk about your wedding. What are you going through? Boom, boom, boom. And we kind of rallied around that. Um, or anything that's going on in our lives. Like we talked about the holiday season. Next, we're going to talk about year-end review. Right. Um, and so it's it's nice to have that. But I do, I do see the need uh, for someone to, like, I just want to hear something about sports. Like when I turn on Sports Center in the morning, I know what I'm going to get. You know, I'm not going to get some dude talking about his wedding. Um, right? Sure. <laughs> like, um, but then it's like, it's kind of what you're saying. Uh, there's a place for all of it. And maybe in the morning you want to hear sports and then while you're driving home from work or in the afternoon or you're working out or something, you want to hear the lifestyle thing. You're not trying to hear some dude's opinionated version of why this quarterback should be what and why he stinks and why, you know, LeBron's the GOAT, whatever. Um, yeah, I do. I agree. I think that there's there's a little bit of everything. And I think the person, whoever's putting it together, also has to decide that. Because it also gets weird if you're a sports podcast and then all of a sudden you're this. Or... We're a lifestyle podcast, and all like for the next five shows, all we're doing is talking about sports. Yeah. That's weird because we've already built an audience, and they know what to expect at this point. Yeah, and like I guess, yeah, doing it for yourself, you have to like at least start with some kind of focus. Yeah, like so at least you have something to start off, and then you can expand from there and like, grow. Yeah, because obviously we, yeah, well, obviously it was just the four of us, and we kind of expanded to a more interview show than beyond just the five of us in the in the. In your well, office. yeah, I mean, I think the initial goal for us was personal development. It was to become the best versions of ourselves. We we're talking about how how we can improve, and all of a sudden, and all of a sudden we just got or the content just went bone dry, and we're like, what are we doing again? <laughs> and then we started repeating ourselves. We're like, oh man, we gotta. All of a sudden, we started having book assignments, started reading the books, and like we yeah. just went crazy and funny with it. It's, it it's funny seeing the evolution of it and then we're like we need guests and then once we got the guests the content was always fresh and then when we have the gaps where a guest has to cancel or reschedule we get to we're like all right fine we'll just talk anyway because we haven't spoke in a month yeah, exactly. you know what i mean uh we're just interviewing a guest like yourself um anyway in saying that let's talk a little bit about content creation because the title yeah. of this podcast is called content is king so how do you come up with your content? Well, it's really weird. So I have a traumatic brain <laughs> That's a funny way to start it. <laughs> it's really weird. This can go anywhere oh. at this point. That's really weird. Hold on tight, guys. It's <laughs> going to get way weirder than this. So I have a traumatic brain injury. So before yeah. my brain injury, I couldn't draw. I couldn't do music. I was barely just more right-brained. Like yeah. everything right-brained. Like I was good on organization. Like I could... Organize, organize everything. I was a in the military. I was like a, a E six, so I was a supervisor. Yeah. Um. I had my traumatic brain injury, and I think when I was doing therapy to kind of get my left side back right, I just started realizing that I had all these like really good ideas. Yeah. And I didn't have them before, so mm-hmm. I started like doing stuff. Like I could, my friends would call me with all these ideas, and I could come up with like names and like cool little quirky things off the top of my head. It was like my whole brain on the left side had opened up to me stuff that i never thought about like i could remember like stuff from like when i was four years old i saw this cheesy little southern little jingle and i remembered it and i would use that and i would make like a cool little intro for it hmm. so wow then i started like being able to do um 
I went to school to kind of do like graphic design after I got the military. So I was like, you know, like, maybe I'll just throw some things together. Started making logos. It was bananas. Like the stuff I was able to do. So then I said, well, you know what? I see that this Adobe Illustrator is a the concept. I'm going to get a tablet and see if I can draw something. I can at least trace. Yeah. So I started drawing things. And I would come up and I said, how you guys like that? And it was like, it's fire. Who did it? I was like, I did it. My dad said, dude, you can't draw to save your life. <laughs> you can barely trace. I was like, dad, like I drew that. Like, seriously, like, I don't know what's going on. I can draw now. I like I have all this stuff that's open to me that I can do. I told my wife. My wife was like, you don't have a creative bone in your body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lo and behold, I was sitting there for like two hours. I would come up with all these names. Like, hmm. was I would start working for a, a place called Heat Ratio Network. And I came up with like 75% of the concepts for those things. So content creation for me is actually really easy because like I just think of everything that I didn't remember when I was little that I loved. And I just come back like I'm a huge Marvels guy. Mm. Yeah. So like I came up with the whole like when the what if the what if concept came out, Mm. I was like, this is my life. I've been waiting my whole life. I like always wondered what would happen. This is my life. (laughs) What would happen now if. Like, what happened if Captain America was Black Panther and Black Panther was Captain America? Like, mm. my mind exploded. So, the next day, I woke up earlier than my kids, my wife. I was up at, like, 4.30. And I was up drawing a concept, basically, the same as Marvel. My buddies called me the next day. They was like, what have you been working on? We've been calling for the last two days. I was like, oh, no, I'm good. Like, I'm not dead. I'm all right. I'm just, um, I've been drawing. Come up with this whole concept of, like, what Marvels would look like if it was about sports. Mm. So if let's say LeBron goes to college or Jordan never becomes Michael Jordan or Lynn Bias doesn't die the night of his draft, like what happens now? Come up with this huge concept. My wife is like, what have you been working on? I was like, sit down, turn the lights off. I play this whole like four minute interlude. When I was finished, she did not care at all. <laughs> Zero care. <laughs> nothing, nothing mattered less to her than what I was showing her. Nothing. I could have never showed her that, and she would have been just fine. But so, so you know what? You know what's interesting about that? What, what people don't, um, I guess, we don't talk about it enough, and maybe to to appreciate it a little bit more. The stuff that does get presented is one of maybe ten other ideas that didn't make it. Right. And it's very interesting when you look at it that way because it's like, oh my gosh, we put so much, even guest wise, the fact that you're here and you're actually recording, these guys know yeah. we've had people cancel an hour before the show and everything else crazy in between. Uh, rescheduling, uh, what well, we have a limit now. Uh, but at, when we first started booking guests, I didn't know any better. So I was like, all right, uh, once they. They, re- they couldn't make it the first time. I said, no, you're done. <laughs> I was just like cutthroat. Like, no, you can't. We can't. We're not doing this. You, you can't. You have to be committed to. There's a lot that goes into this. Then obviously we matured. Well, I matured. There's none of, I can't blame any of these guys. That was me. <laughs> um, and then I'm like, all right, so now I give them two shots. Two, whatever. Life happens the first time now. You know, you know you, you're forgiving. And then the next time, if you can't make it, you're, we're going to have to sort this out in the future. I'm just not, you know, it's not going to happen right now. Um so the fact that it's almost like when people say it's like, yo, being alive or being human is a miracle because it's like, you know how many things have to go into, you know, this? Well, it's like the content, right? It's like how many ideas didn't make it? Oh, there's a lot that don't make it. Right? Mm. Dude, I throw stuff up against the wall all the time. Yeah. And my sounding board is my wife. But now she's no, she's out. It's my son. She's a, Oh, nice. Well, that's good. He's four. 
he says no to absolutely nothing. So really, in all honesty, <laughs> I want a yes man. I want a yes man. <laughs> yeah. So then somewhere in the middle, I got my friends and I got my brother. And I tease my sounding board. I was like, hey, Chris, bro, take a look at this. And he, for the most part, the things that I can do, he's like, oh, that's fire. Yeah. But then every so often, I get the, are you crazy? You can't put that out. <laughs> like, I was like, why? He's like, well, first of all, it's wrong completely. Like, yeah. it's ugly. Like, don't yeah. put it out. And I'm like, all right. <laughs> and so with the content creation thing, piece to it is that every so often when I make something I'm truly proud of. And I really can sit back and look at what I've done. And I said, I can't believe I did that. Like, almost everyone that's in my small circle of people also feels the same way. Mm. And it's just those small moments. I don't need a whole lot of wins. It's mm. always that thing where people say, well, you know what? I don't need a whole lot of yeses. I just need one yes. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of how I've done my content creation as well. Like, I lead well. I lead with like a place like that's really weird. Like I'm, I feel like I'm a pretty normal guy. Yeah. So in most cases, like, I need a couple things to live. I need to be entertained. I need to feel driven and have some type of purpose. And I also need to feel like I'm helping people and I'm, I'm contributing to society. Yeah. Mm. So our content is exactly like that. Is it entertaining? Yes. Are we contributing to society one way or another? And are we leading with something that's going to make people be like, you know what? I will watch this again. If people are not going to watch this again, I don't want to put this out. Like, mm. I'm, I don't want one-hit wonders. Like, yeah. I want a bunch of stuff you're going to be able to watch a couple of times. And you're going to be able to laugh at us. And we don't take ourselves too seriously. For one of our intros, my brother is actually, this is one of his first or second episodes he'd been on with us. He, was, he started eating food on the podcast. Yeah. But he didn't have a spoon to eat his, uh, I guess, shrimp fried rice. Yeah. So the dude takes his hand, puts it inside of his food. Puts it up to his mouth, which his mouth is now by his camera of his computer, and puts it in his mouth. And he does it like no one can see him. (laughs) He does this, and it's in the intro. It's like his mouth is open. So when our our intro, when I finally get done with our intro, I put that part in there, and I slow-mo, and then I repeat it. Over and over and over again. <laughs> and our guests and our fans and people that listen to us, they they start, that's our favorite intro. Yeah, that's awesome. Of all time. He hates it, of course. Yeah, of course. Uh, <laughs> but I also made him a Christmas card, a virtual Christmas card, and I put it on that too. So <laughs> I use it for everything. I made a shirt. I put it on a shirt for him. It's, it's his calling card now. So I know uh, for me, one of the turning points, which I absolutely loved um, we saw it in the music industry. Uh, we saw it in um, maybe, I, I don't know, when the heck, we could probably look this up, but maybe early 90s, um, I believe America's Funniest Home Videos came out, maybe late 80s, early 90s. Anyway, it doesn't really matter. The point is, yeah, the point is it was we didn't trash the bloopers. And all of a sudden, sports had bloopers. All of a sudden, it was like all that secondary b-roll whatever it was that was in error because you gotta think remember back in the day like everything was basically perfect and like you had like this the anchors speaking and they had this whatever it was from like the 50s to the 70s and 80s and then all of a sudden there was some value there was like laughter or whatever that was then we allowed america's funny some videos then we allowed bloopers now we allow just like 
And then, well, stand-up comedy started becoming bigger and bigger in the late 80s, or the 80s, and moving on. And all of a sudden, it was like we had this ability to laugh at ourselves again, where for some reason, in some weird part of our society, everything was so serious um, for however many years. And then we became, so do you feel like, so, so for the kid that's listening out there that, just because maybe they might not like it now, what's your advice for them to hold on to some of that, um, this this didn't make it material, and maybe even make another show out of that, maybe whether it's blooper reels or whatever it is. What are your takes? What's your take on all of that? Um, I I think, honestly, in most cases, if you're like me and you get hit in the head and you have to remember all this stuff, like, yeah. you should keep it. Like, there's, there's not a place, <laughs> there's never a place that you should discard your what you think is good. Yeah. Because someone else tells you it's not good, that... It doesn't matter. I told you it only takes one yes. Yeah. You go five places to get an idea picked up by a major corporation or a major business or a major network, and they tell you no. Mm. You don't stop there. You take them same ideas to the next place. There's a person for everybody. So I can get 150 no's. All I need is one yes. Mm. Out of those 150 no's, when I get my one yes, I found my people. When you find your people, those same ideas that you discarded because somebody else told you they were bad, you bring those old ideas back. Yeah. And then you say, hey, and then when you finally get you a mentor that you can trust, that you can say, you know what? Hey, this is some ideas that I had that kind of got shot down. Can you listen? And the person that's really your mentor, they're going to say, you know what? Tweak it this way. It does stink right now, mm. but tweak it like this and it won't stink. Mm -hmm. Or use this as a compilation or take pieces of this and add it to that one. And you might got something. So, no, never discard your stuff. Yeah. I, even with me, I, when I first started podcasting, oh, I was atrocious. I was terrible. Yeah. Like, terrible. But I keep those. Yeah. Because every so often, when I go back and listen to it, I catch, like, a little small gem. And I'll cut that little piece out of there. Even if it's only five seconds of a clip. Yeah. And I use it for something else. And it's, and it's weird because in content creation... It's easy to get your feelings hurt, and it's easy to get down on yourself, and it's easy to get writer's block or content block because everybody around you normally is doing the same thing. Mm. It's either a trendy, trendy hashtag or a trendy type of video, or now it's reels right now. Like, reels are a thing, like 15-second videos. Like, I can't get half what I need to tell you done in 15 seconds. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's just like right now that's the wave, but next week we don't know what the wave is going to be. Yeah. So why would you discard stuff you've worked hard on because it didn't fit into right now? Because right now can change. I promise you. Tomorrow will change right now. And anyone who's ever put content knows, content or anything creative knows darn well. This happened to me with the Blessed Lifestyle brand. There's t-shirt designs that, man, I could have sworn they were going to sell out. I couldn't even keep them on the shelves. Man, they're still out there collecting dust. And the ones that were the most basic, simple, and I'm like, oh my goodness, I can't believe I'm putting this out there, but I need to put, I can't keep, I can't even keep them in stock. So maybe it's something... I don't know why I have a personal thing with this, but maybe the world's asking for something else. Not saying that the timing uh, is wrong, it's just, you know, or maybe saying just the timing is wrong. It's not that it, the whole project is, should be trashed. No. Um, it's very interesting. So, so sp of content cre uh, um, uh, mentality and content creation, what is crab mentality? Or how do you define crab mentality? And, and when does this happen? So, it's, 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 it's not... It's not what most people think about crabs. Most people think of crabs in a barrel. Like one person gets to the top and then everybody pulls them down. But it's actually the opposite. Yeah. It's when somebody gets to the top 
they don't even want anybody to even try to pull them down. So they're not even going to reach that, the claw back down to reach back down. So when I say crab mentality, I'm not worried about the other crabs grabbing and pulling me down. Yeah. I mean, am I going to reach back down to grab some crabs and pull them up with me? Because mm. we can all lock on. Yeah. We all got claws. We can all lock on. Yeah. But if it's a willing lock on, then it benefits me. Like, that's my thing. It's like my blessing is always tied to somebody else. Yeah. In a in so in, in a certain in a certain sense, like like all my guys that started with me with my network, they didn't know how to podcast when we started. They were all like, we were they were all beginners. Like yeah. nobody had a mic. Some of them still don't have mics. Some of them just talking to like uh their computer. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. it's weird to think that like we've had people like guests will come on and be like, hey, like what what all what's all the good equipment everybody's using? I was like, they're not. They're using whatever they got available because I don't know everybody's financial situation. Sure. So why should I tell the person that really wants to podcast and yeah. is committed to it? You can't podcast with me because you don't have the mm-hmm. right equipment. No. If they don't have the right equipment and they want it, I find a way to get it. Mm. So we'll send them a microphone and we'll send them headphones. Like, it's fine. It's not a big deal. But what I mean by crap mentality is did I, when I got to where I wanted to be, and I was happy in my podcasting journey. Was I able to reach my claw back down and pull some other crabs up with me? Because I don't ever want them to pull me down. Hmm. But I want to already be willingly trying to pull them up. It's really weird because people always assume that crab mentality means these crabs don't want me to make it. Yeah. Well, what if you look at it the opposite way? What if you look at it, hey, like you're in a place where they want to get to and all they're looking for is someone to help them get there. So it's nothing to reach your claw down. Could they pull you down more than likely? Maybe. They probably could. Yeah. But if you put your arm down willingly and they latch on, you could easily pull them up. And then they know how to do it for the next crab Mm. and the next crab. And then you know what happens when a couple crabs get linked on together? They're called a daisy chain. And it's no longer a negative connotation because a chain means that we're linked. Mm. So in my mind, the way I look at it is, I don't want crabs in a barrel. I want crabs in a chain. And we're all reaching down and we're all connecting and we're all getting to where we need to go. Because eventually I'm going to get tired of climbing this barrel. And I might get to the top and I might get super tired. So I might need help. I might need those crabs that are now that I thought were pulling me down to push me over the top so I can get out of the barrel altogether. Right, right. So I've been always big on how I look at things. Mm. The world will tell you a certain way to look at things and... I'm just I'm, I just think differently. Yeah, I don't think that my people, my friends, my family want to pull me down. Yeah. I think sometimes they get desperate trying to in trying to sub- celebrate me and my success for certain things, and they're looking for a way to get their own success. And if I don't reach down and show them, hey, listen, I see you down here, and I'm coming for you. Yeah, I'm not trying to get up here and hang out. Like I want to figure out how to do it and tell you how to do it. And yeah. that's my crab. I'm reaching my claw down to get you. So that's my clap in the barrel. I know it would, I know when I sent it to you, I thought I knew yeah. you thought it was gonna be something different. <laughs> so in saying that though, so explain a little bit about what your mentality is when it comes to guests, when it comes to networking. There are people who are not a good fit. Yeah. So so how do you differentiate that, right? And so maybe they're just not good. Uh, because we've had guests um, that probably weren't the best fit and we just kind of went with it, but it was a learning lesson. Um, so, so so how do you navigate through that? That's just it. Yeah. You just, because I always wasn't good. Yeah. And somebody said, you know what? Let's have a conversation. 
But with me, what I've always realized about having guests is you got to meet people where they are. Mm. Yeah. If you're a beginner or your podcast and they say you're like my brother and you, you're, you're knocking the, the computer around or you're mm. shaking your leg the entire time or you're studying on your words or you're saying a lot of ums, like that's nothing to say this guy can't come on a podcast. Yeah. Mm. That's saying that this guy's new on a podcast or he hasn't done it very much. No. Yeah. It's, not dis- it's not something to disqualify you. We're always looking for disqualifiers for people. Like, we disqualify you because, oh, maybe you talk too slow. Or maybe you talk too fast. Or maybe you don't have much of an opinion about this. But that shouldn't disqualify you. Mm-hmm. What it should do is say, okay, well, the only way you're going to learn how to talk on these podcasts is if we let you talk. Yeah. We got to let you listen to yourself. Yeah. I hate hearing myself. I'm going to be honest. I still Same. Hate I hate it. I, I think my voice is too waspy. Um, even then when I get on like certain podcasts when I'm in like really like when people are like a lot more popular than I am, I like will try to like <laughs> add a little keep it up a little, <laughs> a little bravado. But by halfway through I'm like back to my regular voice. <laughs> like, it's like I just I just I, I hated it. And it's like yeah. everybody's got all these parameters and then like sometimes like we've reached out to people before to come on as guests and they've told us, Hey no, like how many followers do you have? Mm. And we've been like, I don't know, like Whatever number, uh, you hit us back when you got a couple more followers. And I'm like, first of all, I'm never hitting you up again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, so I don't like I don't want to hit you when all of a sudden now, like I've reached a certain level of uh, of, I guess, a fame that now you want to deal with me because you didn't see me where I was, and that's fine. Like, and I'm also not your charity case. Yeah. yeah. You're not gonna put me on a podcast and be like, oh, we have this new up and coming yeah. beginner yeah. guy, like kind of weird gatekeeping. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Or it's the guy. And this or it's like, oh well, you know, I won't come on your show, but I have Joey from down the street come on the show. And I was like, I don't know Joey, and no one no one we know knows Joey. But if Joey wants to come on just basically because Joey wants to talk, then cool. But like I won't be coming back for you again. So just yeah. know that because <laughs> you just didn't treat us right. So. Yeah. I, but I love guests. I love any kind of guest. Yeah. All right, so, so what's your vision for 2022? Are there any things uh, you're looking forward to? Is there any ways you're trying to expand and grow, whether it's you personally, whether it's a network? What are some things for the upcoming year? So for the upcoming year for a drippy net is going to be just constantly pushing like our content like i've like now i'm like less involved than i've ever been yeah like my guys who first started they're no longer need me to do anything except for make promotional videos and come on every so often so i'm at a point now where i'm handing them the keys and i'm letting them drive the car yeah um and i love that like i my guy cj and i hope you listen to this cj but yeah cj is probably one of the most talented guys that i know yeah he will never know it it, you would never know by talking to him because he's just he's very he's very modest he just he's just living life he mm. loves christ he loves he loves his friends he loves his people but he's he just has it he has that like it factor that you need to kind of be successful and he doesn't know it yeah it's kind of like when you meet somebody and they just don't know how good they can be but you watch them take over something and it's like this is it and he calls me for very very small things or he'll just call to talk and I think it was probably around, I want to say around September, um, we had a show in particular, and CJ, like, just took it. Like, I was feeling bad for whatever reason. I just had a really bad day. I just didn't have the energy that I normally have. And CJ took it. And I, after the podcast, my brother got off the podcast, and I said, hey, CJ, stick around for a second. I need to tell you something. I was like, man, what you did today, it showed me that not only am I okay to take a break, but I want to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to. It's in good hands. I can leave you with it. You got it. Yeah. 
Then on comes Carm. And Carm has been with me since day one. My A1 since day one. Her and Terrence. Yeah. They've been with me since day one. And their, their kind of, like, progression in things has kind of led me to a point where, you know what, like, in order for them to grow, I need to get out of the way. Mm. You know, like, every so often, you know, when you're a believer of Christ, like, you kind of, God has a way of sitting you down sometimes mm. and letting you, like, kind of be patient. And for me, I got COVID about four weeks ago, and I just didn't have the injury. I was tired. These guys ran the entire network without me. With the, ex- with the exception of, like, making a graphic here and there, they didn't bother me. They didn't say, hey, we need your boss. We didn't, they none of that. It was like, hey, we got you. And because of that, 2022 is looking so bright for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because now I can work on press credentials, and I can work on stuff out off, like, off the grid. Or I can just go missing for a couple weeks and spend time with my kids and my family. Yeah. Uh, this network has taken a lot of time to build. We're almost at a spot now where, like, there's going to be some sponsorships coming up for us. And that's, and that's what we've always wanted. Yeah. But they take a lot more time. Like, you got to work out deals then at that point. Yeah. So, now, 2022, I see us having an, a major sponsorship. We have something in the works for, you know, for sports betting coming mm-hmm. up. And that's – I never wanted, I never understood sports betting. But now, the more and more I hang around Mike and, like, learn the, their, the ways of the, the sports better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I learn the ways. I kind of see the draw for it. I see how people get involved. We always let people know. Um, if you have a problem, we always put the number down at the bottom. If you have a gambling problem, if somebody you know has a gambling problem and where to go for that mm-hmm. type of help. But yeah. people are going to gamble sure. uh, no matter what. So we kind of figured that much. But um, as far as personal growth for me, um, it's just that. It's just like letting – I always lead with love, but I, ne- I need to start listening more to God. Yeah. I definitely need to start listening more to my, my, my inside heart because I have – a great, great friend group. Like Antoine's is one of my, he's one of my good, good friends. I had him on a podcast the other day. And we had um, a, some good conversations about the COVID vaccine and all these different things that were happening in the world. And we both have biracial children. And it's just the things that like we don't talk about with our friends is really weird. But now thinking about them, now I'm having those conversations with my friends and I'm realizing that we're so much alike. Mm. They're like, I would have had support through these things uh, the whole time. Yeah. So this year, for me, is going to be leaning more on my friends, listening more to my heart, praying more, getting more into my Bible. I took so much time off my Bible. Like, I used to know verse by verse. I think I barely know the main ones. Like, yeah. You know, the, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. For God so love the world. You know, you know, you know yeah. the certain ones you know. But I, I just really want to take the time, get more with my family. Now it's built. It's built now. So all we got to do is follow the same thing. If they need me, they'll call me. But this year is about family. This year is about laying the foundation for things. My kids are getting a little older, contemplating coaching basketball. I'm not sure. Oh, boy. <laughs> I did not do good with soccer. <laughs> they will never have me back. <laughs> not allowed in Middletown Township at all. Like I used to sit in the back. Baseball, I did not do good either. <laughs> I'm waiting on basketball to start. Basketball, I'm a little more calm. It was my cup of tea playing. I played basketball. So I feel like I can, if I coach it, I can be an objective observer and kind of coach. I just, I'm not a good sports dad. I'm just not that dude. <laughs> so, so speaking of, of it's, a, it's a perfect, uh, you know, roll into the next question. How do you manage the work-life balance, right? So, um, you know, everyone has busy lives, work, podcasts 
you know, and obviously then your kids, you know, have their own lives um, and all the little activities that come along with that. And obviously you want to be supportive and you want to be there. Um, There's obviously some level of balance. I'm not saying it's a perfect balance, but there, you have to, you know, choose things and routes to go. So, so you know, what's your approach? Well, like I told you before, my wife pretty much makes my schedule. Yeah. um, For me, she, she gives me a couple, the days that I can podcast. Um, normally it's long as the kids are asleep and she's doing school stuff. Well, she graduates in May. So I'm at my wits. I'm all, I'm (laughs) pushing it so close to this thing. I'm not even kidding. Like I'm hoping I can get to a point where I get down to one day a week potting and maybe one day a week producing and I can just keep it in that little, cause if not, she may go on snap for killing me. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm hoping that I can figure it out. But right now it works fine. Like I normally pod after work or I know, and I'm off on Thursday, Friday. So like I do my major podcasting, my most of my production on Thursday, Friday. So if it, oh, nice. if it's video that needs to get cut or edited, mm-hmm. she's at work all day. I'm at home by myself. I can do all the editing I need to do. So oh, that's awesome. So you got it runs your sound. Yeah. Like the, I can only imagine the hours and time it goes into. We do because no, we do everything live, so we do nothing. I have to cut, but what it is is now like for promotional videos. Everybody wants a snippet from the from the show. Yeah, they yeah. want like that. Oh, what's the it moment? And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not listening to that thing again. I can't listen to myself. No. It's so bad. Oh, no, it's so terrible. <laughs> yeah. but what they do is I say pick out a two minute clip from each so show. Funny. And write it down, send it to me, and I'll cut it. I'll cut it from there, and then I'll put my music on, and I'll do voiceovers, whatever I got to do for it, and I'll send it to you guys. You guys can post it all over your socials. They've done such a great job with it that, like, I don't have to do them for at least, I would say, a month. I think I got enough for promotional videos for about a month. I don't want to be bothered during the holiday season. I'm the biggest Grinch. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like a bah humbug type of guy. Yeah. I love to watch the kids open the gifts, but somebody's got to put that crap together, and it's normally me, and I'm not very good. I love I love to see the kids. I love the excitement and all that stuff that comes yeah. with Christmas. I just need to get a professional handyman to put this stuff together. <laughs> yeah, right. So I'm taking the application. So if you hear this, they need a guy that can put things together. That's not me. All right, so the final question, obviously we'll, we'll let you uh, wrap some things up here, but the final question is if there's a listener out there, um, I think you alluded to it earlier, um, on some things to do, but if they want to start a podcast, whether it's a podcast, a YouTube channel, yeah. any creative space that they want to uh, pursue, what, what, what's your recommendation or advice for them? First thing, you don't need all this fancy equipment. We yes. have the fancy equipment because yes. we've been doing it for a couple of years. Yeah. Yes. But everybody doesn't start off with that. I started with a laptop and a pair of headphones that somebody gave me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, about a week later, my wife bought me a microphone because she thought I was. Figured I was serious about it. Yeah. She went on Amazon, bought me a little $30 microphone, and I used it for my first six months. Yeah. Um, starting out a podcast, man, just figure out what you're going to do. Figure out what your topics are going to be. Figure out who you want to be. Mm. Do you want to be somebody completely different than you are in real life? Because for some people, that's therapy. Um, and I'll explain a little bit about that in a second. But um, also, don't look at the numbers. Mm. I looked at the numbers because I'm an idiot. Yeah. I just looked at it and I thought I would just get on there and I'd be the next Joe Rogan. Yeah. That's not how it works. That's not how it works. I'm more like uh I'm more like a Fred Flintstone. Like I had those type of numbers. <laughs> yeah. When nobody had a, like anything to listen to at all. <laughs> but I just I'm I'm one of those guys just I'm 
Just don't look at the numbers. Yeah. Do it for your own reasons. Find your why. Whatever your why is, do it for that. Put out your content. Send it to your friends or whoever you want to listen to it. And hopefully, if they are your friends, they will listen to it and they will be objective with your with whatever you're doing. Are they going to tell you that you're the best? Maybe. They be lying. Nobody <laughs> is good at first. I'm telling you, nobody's good. You think you may be good, but you're probably not. There's a lot of things that you're going to, even your voice inflection, how you do your pauses, where you put things in. Are you even telling the people what the podcast is about at the beginning of the podcast? Because you may not be. More than likely, you're not because you're so nervous that you're shaking. You forgot to do the entire intro of your show. Or you're like me and you didn't do any of the middle or you didn't turn your mic on. <laughs> in the middle. <laughs> this, turn my mic off in the middle of my first podcast. I talked for like 15 minutes with no sound. Oh, we've done that. Yeah. And you just, you just, these are just all like little things. And hours. I was two yeah. hours, never hit record. Yep. Or didn't have the right setting or something. And it was like, recording. wanted to absolutely like cry. Like, and that's where we're at. But these are all things that you look back at and you say, you got to give yourself mercy. Absolutely. Yeah. We, we don't, we don't give others mercy, but we're the hardest on ourselves. Like, oh man, I can't believe I missed that podcast. So, well, guess what, dude? You started yesterday. So, yeah. no, you're not a pro. You, you Dude, that's funny you said that I, like all year around, uh, all year long, my whole thing is forgive yourself. Mm. Forgive yeah. yourself. Yeah. I tell the guys all the time, like, dude, I held grudges against myself for no reason. Not, no one even knew. I had a fight with myself. <laughs> no one even knew. And I'm sitting there holding grudges against myself. I'm like, what am I doing? And I'm those beating scars myself are the worst. Up. And those scars are way worse because yeah. you don't see them. Yeah. And that's what a lot of people are doing. Like, people are holding on to stuff and they have all this, they have all this, like, like I'm not even gonna say weird. It just just messed up like aggression towards themselves. Animosity. Mm. Yeah. It's like why are you so mad at you? Like yeah, I love me. Like don't get me <laughs> wrong. Like I love a lot of people, but I love myself a lot, a lot. Mm. Yeah. Like I mean, I could lose a couple pounds. I could stand to take away from the cookies for the holidays, but <laughs> I love myself. Like I love everything about myself. But when I make a mistake, I am the hardest. I don't need anybody to call me and tell me, "Hey man, you really messed that one up." Yeah. yeah. Uh, I know. Trust yeah. me, I know. I'm I'm holding myself way accountable, more so than anybody else can hold me accountable. So mm-hmm. that's the one. And then as far as like when you when you start a podcast and you're building something, regardless if you start in a with a certain group of people, it's just like in life. It's 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 kind of like in that same domain of life. You can start with a certain group of people, and when you start becoming who you're supposed to be. That group may change. You have to be okay with that. Yeah. It may change. Like, you guys are brothers. So, you guys have known each other probably straight out of the womb. So, like, yeah. if Jimmy Lee don't like y'all, like, more than likely you don't care that he don't like you because she stuck with him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But for me, I met these podcast guys. And then we all kind of went into it thinking, like, we were going to do this together. Yeah. And as we got better and we got – some of us got better and some of us didn't get better. And some of us gained the audience and some of us didn't. Our our vision changed. Yeah. And as our vision changed, our mindsets changed. And that's okay. I wish those guys all the best. Yeah. I'm probably still one of their biggest fans. I listen to them every week. Yeah. Are we doing work? Are we collaborating anymore? No, we're not. But that doesn't make me not a supporter of what they're doing. Yeah. And I just think people need to understand that before the podcast is over is that support can look different from different angles. Mm. Support doesn't mean I have to call you every day after a show and tell you, hey, how great or how bad you did. My support may be just, man, I'm an avid listener. I listen every week. 
I like I I I when you have your success, I know how to rejoice in your success. Yeah. And I said this on another podcast a week ago, but I'm I'm kind of sticking to it from probably here on out. Yeah. The problem is with people is that they don't know how to rejoice in other people's success because they're not getting that success. So when they're not getting that success, they become this other like I call them a shadow person. You become a shadow person, and a shadow person just kind of hangs out in the shadows. They hating. Or they're hoping that you don't do good because when you don't do good, you'll be back to them hanging out Mm. or like thinking or feeling bad. But I learned in that little bit of time when I really wasn't being successful that if I could learn how to be successful for or be happy or rejoice in the success of my friends, I would always be happy. Like it's really cool to watch like your friends succeed or your brother succeed or the people that you really like succeed. Because in those moments when they succeed, I succeeded. Because I saw how bad they struggled. I know how hard they worked. I watched the days that they cried. Like, I saw all the stuff that they went through. And now I'm rejoicing in them getting it. Because now I know that one day I will too. Because this too shall pass. Whatever I'm going through shall pass. And they'll be in that position. And I'll have to help them. Or maybe my good my good, my good, good things that happen for me will be something they rejoice for in a time that they can't rejoice. Yeah. So, that's all my that's my last thing I got for tonight is that I just want everybody to know if you're not if you're not getting your man right now, if you're not on top of your game right now and you can look across the aisle and see your brother getting it and he's like really there, celebrate him. Mm. Don't let it be don't let it be like don't overshadow him with your sadness. Rejoice with him cuz in that moment that you rejoice with him, I promise you your blessing is coming. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's time for it. I love it. All right, so so for um Folks that are trying to reach you guys, um, tr- wanted to tune in, are very interested. What are the social media handles, websites, how they can listen? Yeah, if you if you want to put yourself through the the, the pain of listening to us, <laughs> uh, we Twitter is our I think our num- one of our number one places. You can find us at D Drippy, which is D Drippy D R I P P Y underscore N E T. At DDrippyNet, that's our YouTube. That is our. Uh, you can find us on all socials there. Um, and you could not only be talking to me. All of my guys have access. So like, this one guy was talking to to Carm one day. It was weird. He's like, he's like, Carm is my favorite person. And he was like, she's like, this is me. <laughs> <laughs> and so you never know who you're gonna get. It could be one of the seven of us at this point. So, um, yeah, just put your information out there. If you want to learn more about podcasting, if you want to learn how to do it, how to do it for under fifteen bucks. I can show you how to do it for under 15 bucks. That's awesome. All right. We like to wrap things up with quotes. And the first one is by Charles Swindle. Life is 10% what happens to me and 90% of how I react to it. And the second one is by Les Brown. Too many of us are not living our dreams because we're living our fears. Content is king. In this episode, we have special guest Jamar J.D. Dean. We cover topics that range from getting a podcast, content creation, collaboration, crab mentality, and much more. We wrap the episode up with quotes from Charles Swindle and Les Brown. Awesome. Guys, thanks again for joining us. The Rotated Fuse podcast was produced for self-development purposes. Huge shout out to our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by the Blessed Lifestyle brand. That is BL3SSED.com. Also sponsored by The Motivation Files Unleashed. 
This motivational mixtape will be your fuel for success, available on all platforms. Guys, don't forget to visit the website, jimmyleevelez.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Rotated Views. If you have any inquiries or questions, email us at info at On behalf of myself and the rest of the crew, we wish you massive success. Stay blessed. Stay blessed.